0: Punxatani Phil predicts an early spring for 2016. Can he be trusted? All that and more on this Consumer Goods edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. Sean O'Reilly here at Full Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2016, and joining me to chat burrito bowls, designer bags, and groundhogs is the irreplaceable Vincent Shen. What's up, man? How are you, Sean? Not too bad. So, uh, Punxatani Phil. <laughs> he saw his shadow or didn't see his shadow? How's it work? He did not see his shadow. Did was not, not scared off. Is, so okay. it came out, indicating
1: which should be in early spring, which would be nice considering the you know two feet of snow we got last week.
0: Yeah. Did it, has anybody ever done a statistical analysis of how accurate these rodents are? I actually <laughs> wish I had looked that up now because I'm sure somebody has done it. And tune in next week when we <laughs> actually tell you if you this guy should be trusted. Um. So actually, we're really going to be talking about uh, two. Big consumer goods stories of the day. First up is uh, Chipotle. Um, obviously, been beaten up a little bit, but uh, are they finally moving past this whole cilantro poisoning thing? <laughs> cilantro poisoning. Um, so, uh, the reason why I want
1: to talk about this is a few reasons. Uh, so, first of all, um, CDC officially has said that. Um, They believe they announced this on Monday that they believe the E. coli outbreaks at Chipotle appear to be over. Well, I can breathe a sigh of relief. So, stocks uh, the stock bounced up a little bit. I think it was like up a little over 4% yesterday as a result of that announcement. And pretty fitting because they actually are reporting their earnings after the close today. And they also have another big event coming, uh, which is next Monday, they have that company wide meeting. Um, which you had mentioned previously in another episode.
0: Yeah, for our listeners that don't know what he's talking about, um, they're actually closing all the stores. Yeah, and, and so having closing a meeting all the about stores, like safety and just food prep, and just talking about this thing, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: So they are uh, closing all the stores for their lunch service. They're reopening at three p.m. and then, but during that uh, that you know intermission, call it. They're gonna be broadcasting the meeting out of Denver, you know, to hundreds of locations. The symbolism of this alone is awesome. Yeah, I like it a lot. So let's take this like uh, one at a time. Um, and so first of all, the CDC announcement—they basically said that their agency, uh, the, their investigation, excuse me, indicated uh, that some Chipotle ingredient or meal was probably Cilantro. the source of the contamination, but they couldn't actually identify the specific or ingredient or whatever caused it. Um, You know the stock bounced up four percent. It's about four hundred trading. It was trading or closed at four about four seventy three on the positive development. And keep in mind, you know they've kind of been dealing with these food safety issues since last August. You know they had salmonella cases in Minnesota. Um, in August 2015, with about 60 people affected, then they had all those E. coli cases, which I think were like the brunt of the right. PR hit, where uh, that was in Pacific Northwest, spread to other states again, about 60 people, and then. Um, I think it was in December where they had the norovirus cases in California and Boston that affected hundreds of
0: people. So there has been this cascade of bad exactly, news, yeah. and
1: it's really interesting when you look at some of the AKs they filed as updates on these situations. How you know the news of the norovirus cases, for example, in December, really hit their comps like week by week. You could see how it swing. Things look like they're steadying, then they
0: completely just plummet as a result of the headlines. So the CDC announcement couldn't I mean couldn't come at a better time because they're about to report earnings that are probably going to be bad. Yeah, exactly. And they can just point to be like listen, it's over. I think no,
1: everyone no, no. will acknowledge the fact that they've had these challenges that they're dealing with them the best they can and you know going forward they're obviously
0: looking to a, to a brighter uh, future, that's for sure. Um, so, what kind of results can we probably expect with these likely abysmal same store sales results for the fourth quarter and last year? Sure, sure. So, just a re- quick recap. So, the company initially
1: expected to be hit uh, for their comparable restaurant sales down eight to eleven percent for the fourth quarter. That number. That's has... how they used to
0: grow every quarter. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, they thought that restaurant level operating margins would be about twenty two to twenty four percent. Earnings per share between about two forty five and two eighty five. Um, and then the company issued an update about early last month that kind of basically said things are worse than we thought. Um, fourth quarter compo restaurant sales are actually down 15. percent uh, Operating uh, uh, margins were down to 20 to 21. percent Earnings per share of just 170 to 190. So by on all three of those metrics, you know they pretty much downgraded significantly. Yeah. Um, and just to give you a little bit of context uh, for the year ago quarter. You know, oper- restaurant level operating margin was 26.6%. Uh, earnings per share was 384 And comps or comp of restaurant sales were up 16% year over year. So that's like a 30% swing. That's for crazy comps. growth. Yeah. Okay. So um, now for the month of December specifically, I think uh, with some of the additional news, how everything cascaded together, they saw their comp of restaurant sales down 30%. Wow. Uh, uh, specifically for that month. And so. You know that's what people are expecting uh, for the fourth quarter, full year, obviously. Makes that's... for makes for shorter lines, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, you know that is obviously going to have really negative impact for their uh, on their impact on their full year as well. So you know we talked about next Monday that meeting, and uh, to be specific, uh, the company. Uh, mentioned in a press release that the point of the meeting is one to thank everybody who's part of the organization who has worked really hard in the past couple months to like institute new stricter safety standards, make sure things are operating well, that there's no more of these cases breaking out. And then, second, is to announce some of their new initiatives, which they hope will guarantee that there won't be another outbreak like this in the future.
0: Right. Did they mention anything along the lines of the, um, is it going to make them less profitable to have all these new safety standards? This is my question. Did you have you heard caught anything like that? I, well, the
1: thing is, you know, the meeting next week. Uh, if I'd be curious to hear about details with that in the earnings call today, and yeah. also in the meeting. But I'm sure. Uh, I know for a fact that they've reported increased costs as a result of these incidents um, it was like 16 18 million, $18 dollars I think are. yeah um, but specifically where they're going to how it's going to impact some of the margins well we uh, we have will be yet to see that cool okay very cool um, and another thing you mentioned uh, that you brought up is the uh, the the twenty sixteen forecasts. So basically, they've acknowledged that any previous forecasts that we provided for this year—throw year, out the window. Just throw them out the window <laughs> entirely because there is no way we can know based on this climate. And uh, you know, from Wall Street at least, analysts are expecting revenue and earnings to decline about fifteen to twenty percent each. Um, and wow. I think you know, for this company long term, they are really going to need to execute well on these food safety plans because even the slightest hiccup is going to you know, it's gonna crush, them. It's yeah. gonna crush them. It's going to crush them absolutely. And then, otherwise, you know, my personal view, I'm pretty confident that they'll recover this as time passes, uh, assuming you know there are there aren't like very headline-worthy incidents. And the thing is, like other restaurants have run into issues like this, even worse ones, and they have managed to recover. Let alone, you know, Chipotle being. Arguably the leader of the whole fast casual movement, I think they're right. in a pretty strong position.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely seems like Chipotle's got the the heart and soul of what you want in an organization doing this sort of thing. So yeah, their yeah.
1: leadership's embraced everything. They've been very, very uh, forthcoming with information, working as much as they can with uh, you know the various regulatory agencies. that have been involved, like looking into this, um, and I think that they're in a good place, and people should be you know looking to the future a bit now.
0: Cool. All right. Before we move on, I wanted to point our listeners to a newly redesigned Focus.Fool.com. There you'll discover a special offer to join The Motley Fool Stock Advisor newsletter to start your year off foolishly. All loyal IF listeners have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. Just go to Focus.Fool.com to take advantage of this offer. Once again, that is Focus.Fool.com. And moving on from Chipotle to Michael Kors. Um this is a nice little follow up to our coach show where exactly. we talked about uh, coach's great results. They had their first growing uh Growth based quarter in like what eight, ten quarters yeah, or something, something close to, to anyway. that. Um, but uh, Michael Kors too, has been getting beat up. Nobody wants to sign her handbags, I guess, but uh, they just reported and it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, so there are some very uh, clear similarities here between the the areas where Coach saw success that we talked about and where Michael Kors has seen success with. Them releasing their results before the open today. Uh, First of all, uh, this is for their fiscal 2016 third quarter. The revenue was up about 6.3% to 1.4 billion, up almost 10% in constant currency. So, you know, they have. Their international segment, and obviously, like many companies, that's being hit by unfavorable currency exchange. Uh, but their retail net sales were up 11.1 percent year over year. Uh, they had double-digit growth in e-commerce, uh, really big, and also uh, a lot of new new store opening. Store opening. So while their comps were down about 0.9 uh, percent, you know, in constant currency, retail net sales were actually up almost 16 percent, and comps were. Up, actually, two percent when you exclude the the currency effects. So, um, keep in mind, you know, with that really positive revenue gro- revenue growth, that the company has increased its retail store count by about twenty percent in the past year. Where was all that? Because that's a big number. Um, so, uh, I th- they had, you know, there's about a hundred locations, a little over hundred locations, making up that twenty percent, and. I think it was, uh, you know, obviously a lot. They have like different locations with their outlets, and then their retail stores, and they also have licensing shots, like store in a store with department stores. But uh, in terms of geographic segments, I think it was mostly in the U.S. Obviously, they're focused on their international expansion as
0: well, which we'll get to. Um, So I, uh, I'm not cool. Yeah, no, it's fine. fine. So, how are we talking about uh, how are they doing with operating margins? Sure. So, uh, you know, are
1: other parts of the business, their wholesale wholesale net sales and their licensing revenue were also up for the quarter. Um, Their operating margin shrunk about two point five percentage points.
0: Is that because they kept opening more uh, uh, the the outlet stores and stuff? I I think it's a lot of it. I think
1: it has to do also with a bit of an investment in terms of what they're putting into. Into their like e-commerce initiatives, for example, and so earnings per share one fifty nine, you know, up seven percent year over year, even though there was a negative currency impact of about six cents per share, and um, you know they're showing some really positive. uh, This, by the way, I should note that all of this really uh, surprised, at least what what the analyst estimates were, um, beat them pretty handily, and their stock was up twenty two percent before we came down, and wow. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention too from their report was that you know they have been pretty active with their share repurchases for the past few quarters. So um, for this one, the. Uh, repurchased about four point seven million shares. Previously, nine point four in the other quarters. The three quarters before that. So this is turning out to be out a day. really good move. Exactly. <laughs> so um, in all, in the past four quarters, companies repurchased uh, about twenty million shares. They reduced their shares outstanding by about ten percent. So you know, and, you know, during this this tougher climate for them, they've been focused on making sure that they're kind of maximizing where possible those returns to their shareholders. Very positive, and. Um, specifically for their business, some of their offerings. You know, their shoes accessories did really well. Their e commerce, like I mentioned, double digit growth. And in their international markets, especially with Asia, um, again doing very well. And, you know, that's actually really similar to what Coach reported. They met you know, they had that acquisition, um, and their shoes were doing really well. Some of their other accessories did very well in their e commerce efforts and Asia markets were big for them. So it just mirrors very closely and you can see that. And um uh, it's really interesting during the the earnings call. Uh, CEO John Idol brought up a really interesting point. Uh, brought up a really cool point, where from their e-commerce efforts, you know, they noticed how. In mobile and online, their offerings have expanded, but customers were flocking a lot to footwear. And like having data like that has made them realize, like, okay, that's become a really popular category for us. And now they're like thinking about how that can apply to their actual physical retail stores as well, and hopefully benefit from some of that data they get from uh, from those online efforts. Cool. So, uh, you know, in terms of near-term, you know, catalysts, they have there a uh, major spring collection planned and big picture you know we see that despite Overall, lower retail foot traffic during the holiday season. I think retail metrics had it down about six percent or over six percent. You know, not all companies have been losers. You know, Macy's and some of right. these other companies have been struggling. But we know that J.C. for example, here, Coach, Michael Kors—they're kind of taking share away. And obviously, uh, you know, it's not like across the entire sector, everybody has 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 been struggling with some of these issues in terms of, uh, you know, the unseasonably warm weather or the uh, currency fluctuations hurting tourist spending. For example, so uh, you know, even though the stock's up twenty two percent for the day, uh, you know, it's still trading at just eleven times,
0: Jeez. trailing twelve months earnings. The market's twenty, you know. <laughs>
1: um, and I should add that Coach, coincidentally, is up about twenty three percent since it reported January twenty six. Again, really similar. Right. And mm-hmm. so. If management can really continue to execute with you know these popular offerings, you know they have an attractive e-commerce online shopping model as well, and their their footprint expansion, you know they opened up, they increased 20% store count. That's going to continue. Um, hopefully, uh, you know they're seriously worth consideration in
0: terms of like a nice value play. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Vince. Thanks, John. Have a good one. And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at fool.com. Again, that is fool.com. As always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Vincent Shen, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!